A traumatic brain injury, or TBI, can happen to anyone. Roughly 5 million individuals here in the U.S. sustain a traumatic brain injury each year. But two highly susceptible patient populations are... Veterans and first responders who have invisible wounds from being our nation's defenders. Creating the need for treatment programs. Restoring military service veterans and first responders back into a place where they can mobilize to help themselves and start to assimilate within their family, within their community. Discover the impacts of TBI among our brave veterans and first responders inside this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. Welcome to CTSI Discovery Radio. I'm your host, Brian Belmer. CTSI Discovery Radio is brought to you by the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin. The CTSI is a consortium of researchers, doctors, scientists, and others representing eight institutions, including the Medical College of Wisconsin, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Marquette University, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Children's Wisconsin, Freighter Hospital, Versity Blood Center of Wisconsin, and the Zablocki VA Medical Center. The CTSI works collaboratively across all of our member institutions. Our mission is advancing health through research and discovery. We've talked about mild traumatic brain injury on an earlier show, and we encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 61. Today, we're pleased to hear from one of the leading national and international experts on traumatic brain injury, or TBI, who's right here in our community. Dr. Michael McRae is chair and professor, Department of Neurosurgery, vice chair of research, co-director of the Neurotrauma Research Center and director of the Brain Injury Research Program at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. McRae first explains specifically what a traumatic brain injury is. A traumatic brain injury results when there's some mechanical forces that are applied to the head, maybe even resulting in a rapid acceleration, deceleration, or rotation of the head that causes an underlying disruption in normal brain structure, function, and chemistry. With such disruptions often producing a wide range of possible signs, symptoms, and impairments. The term traumatic indicates that this is an acquired injury through some form of trauma. In measuring the severity of a traumatic brain injury, we oftentimes refer to the all-severity spectrum of traumatic brain injury, and really that ranges from concussion, where someone may have a fairly spontaneous recovery and be fine within a matter of days, to patients who suffer more severe gradients of traumatic brain injury and may have chronic or even permanent impairments in life function. And no one is immune from suffering a TBI. A significant percentage of the general population has sustained, for instance, a concussion in their lifetime. The two segments of the population that are at highest risk of concussion and traumatic brain injury are the youngest and oldest members of our society. Which makes sense, considering what the number one cause of TBI are. Currently, falls are the number one cause of traumatic brain injury in the U.S. 
Historically, motor vehicle crashes were the most common cause, and they still remain a very common cause, as well as motorcycles, sport and recreation activities. Unfortunately, assault is a common cause. Making the number of people that suffer a traumatic brain injury significant. Roughly 5 million individuals here in the U.S. sustain a traumatic brain injury each year. Somewhere in the ballpark of 90% of those injuries are classified as, quote, mild, 10% more severe forms. But using the term mild is a bit misleading. 90% of 5 million is a large mass of the population affected by this. But it also turns out the effects are not always mild. And a sizable subset of these individuals with, quote, mild traumatic brain injury go on to experience symptoms and impairments that affect their life function for months, if not longer, after the injury. What are the common domains of deficit from a TBI? Dr. McRae says they range from the physical domain. Headache, dizziness, sensitivity to light and noise, sleep difficulties. To the cognitive domain. Poor concentration, distractibility, slower cognitive processing, memory problems and difficulties, multitasking. And the neurobehavioral domain. Anxiety, depression, in more severe forms of traumatic brain injury we'll see poor anger control or tendency toward acting out in social situations. The severity of these deficits can be life-altering, not only affecting the patient, but his or her family, their ability to work, to drive, and other life functions that most of us take for granted every day. As far as common treatments for TBI, certainly we have access to medications. You know, we're often treating headache and other common symptoms. And for those individuals with milder injuries, exercise is, believe it or not, treatment of choice and the pathway to facilitate recovery and return to normal life activities. But he says perhaps the most important aspect of treating an individual's TBI is a protocol of individualized treatment where we're matching treatments to the specific deficits and difficulties that an individual patient is encountering after TBI. While more is known today about TBI than ever, challenges to increase awareness remain at the healthcare level. For patients with, quote, mild TBI, historically we've failed to identify about 50% of those patients in the emergency department because deficits from their injury may be subtle. They're not showing evidence of bleed or structural injury on CAT scan, for instance. And frankly, providers are under pressure to treat the most urgent injuries in our emergency departments. But we're making great strides, improving our systems of care. And at the patient level. Concussion, for instance, is very common in contact and collision sports, just as it is in military training. And athletes and military service members really lacked awareness of the signs and symptoms of concussion. They were less inclined to come forward and report their injury, which puts them at heightened risk of repeat injury while they're still vulnerable from their initial injury. So there have been major campaigns educationally to improve awareness. Because... TBI awareness is a shared responsibility. The translation of that is we need to put information in the hands of people who need it most, and that's individuals at risk of injury and providers who take care of them. Speaking of military personnel and athletes, Dr. McRae has done extensive research within both populations. When we look at the incidence of traumatic brain injury in contact sports and in military, it's significantly higher than what a person in the general population would be at risk of just by the very nature of the activities they're engaged in. He shares just some of the research he and his team have led. A test that 
we initially developed for use in sports, and it continues to be used around the world to evaluate athletes that can be conducted on the sideline at sporting events to assist in the diagnosis of concussion and traumatic brain injury in athletes. And that led to our work developing the Military Acute Concussion Evaluation. This is used by the Department of Defense worldwide in the evaluation of service members suspected to have a traumatic brain injury. And the findings from all of this research haven't only benefited these two patient populations. The reality is there have been enormous strides in improving systems of care for traumatic brain injury in those two populations. And that, thankfully, has translated back to civilian medicine as well. But military personnel and first responders are at high risk for TBI. A group of individuals who've dedicated their life to the protection of all Americans We owe them to ensure their health and safety, and it's important to offer specialized services for military service veterans and first responders experiencing the chronic effects of traumatic brain injury. Great news. There's a program aiming to do just that, which we'll discover next. To help address the inordinate number of TBI suffered by military veterans and first responders, a new program is underway to provide them care toward their recovery. It's called the BRAVE program. And Dr. McCray tells us the acronym BRAVE stands for Building Resilience Through Action in Veterans and First Responders. We put a lot of thought into the name of our program and what we wanted it to stand for. The acronym BRAVE says it all. It perfectly describes the form and the character of service that these first responders and military service veterans have dedicated themselves to for their careers. This is about restoring military service veterans and first responders to their best selves and returning them to gainful activity in society. We wanted to do this through action. They're not accustomed to sitting and waiting for things to happen. They're doers. And it's a program that aims to be big and bold. When given an opportunity like this, you need to seize that opportunity. And number one, I think we're a perfect match for this challenge. And number two, we enjoy the challenge of greatness and launching programs that are big and bold. That's really what this is all about. It's made possible through a generous and transformative gift from the Avalon Action Alliance to the Medical College of Wisconsin. CEO Joe Brennan tells us that the Avalon Action Alliance is one collaborative resource providing services at no cost for the three interrelated post-trauma impacts. That's depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. And secondly, traumatic brain injury. And third is substance abuse. Dr. James Kelly is executive director of the Marcus Institute for Brain Health at the University of Colorado Anschutz Medical Center and National Director of Avalon Action Alliance. Avalon Action Alliance is an umbrella over two major components of care for veterans and first responders, traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic growth opportunities to go and learn how post-traumatic growth can occur from the experiences bothering them, haunting them. Both Joe Brennan and Dr. Kelly share Avalon's mission. Mission as a post traumatic wellness alliance is to help veterans and first responders and their families gain control over issues related to mental wellness and brain health. The mission of the alliance is to take care of our veterans and first responders who have invisible wounds. 
from being our nation's defenders as first responders help those individuals who otherwise find it difficult to seek help. And so what we need to do is provide for that population with persistent effects of traumatic brain injury and psychological health conditions. How did the Avalon Action Alliance get started? Initially, Bernie Marcus, the founder of the Home Depot, an extensive philanthropist. He's given over $2 billion to different organizations. One of his areas of focus are veterans' causes. He's a patriot. And he saw that this was a problem that needed to be addressed. So it became the focus of his veteran causes. And that's how the initial Avalon Action Alliance was formed. It's gone through different iterations, but without a doubt, it's Bernie Marcus's mission and vision, and he says is the most important thing he's ever done. The actual organization as it exists right now, the nonprofit organization, just started last year in 2022 as a new entity. Two and a half years earlier, we were the Avalon Network, which was basically an outgrowth of two organizations under that umbrella, one for traumatic brain injury, the other for post-traumatic growth. So that was going on for a couple of years already. Meanwhile, others joined Bernie Marcus in making substantial donations to support Avalon's mission. Fellow co-founder of the Home Depot, Arthur Blank, joined in the cause at Bernie's 90th birthday four years ago. Bernie had given $20 million to this, and Arthur goes, well, I'm going to match your $20 million in this cause. And then Gary Sinise and his foundation have been integral as well and very generous. Hold up. Like, the actor? Gary Sinise? Cool. It's amazing what he has done for veterans and first responders. You know, he just kind of loses credibility and does a great job his organization. He's got the Lieutenant Dan Band. He brings together and raises money that way. And they've been a great partner to us. As far as the specific patient populations Avalon Action Alliance serve, Dr. Kelly says, first, it's veterans. It is intended to help those who've actually experienced either biomechanical blows to the head or blast-related exposures or injuries in their training or wartime experiences. They may or may not recover spontaneously if they have multiple exposures and blasts. These things can affect them in such a way that they become truly dysfunctional. They are not the same people that they were beforehand. So the veteran population is really our target for the TBI piece of this. And the idea is to help create a private sector, albeit strongly academic, clinical care network for veterans to seek this kind of care. Avalon CEO Joe Brennan adds, We treat first responders as well. And that can be police, fire, EMS, others that have gone through trauma based on serving the public. Because of the logical connection to that community in need as well, and also many of them being veterans, about a third of a nation's first responder community are actually military veterans as well. So it's kind of a sweet spot, if you will, looking for how can we help those individuals from both communities. And the need for services provided by Avalon is critical. I look at traumatic brain injury as a public health issue. We also look at post-traumatic stress as a public health issue. They're both underserved. We've targeted the veteran and first responder population because they're the ones that stood up, signed up, and said, hey, we'll stand up for everybody else. You know, we'll go in harm's way. But these health issues go far beyond veterans and first responders and active duty military. I mean, they are issues across the world. 
Avalon Action Alliance is providing veterans and first responders treatments and tools needed to win the battle within. You often hear the term invisible wounds of war, but the manifestations are anything but visible. You know, you see them come out with depression or anxiety or substance abuse or other challenges from having those issues. And they're passed on generation to generation, unlike physical wounds. So winning the battle within is really helping people address those factors we talk about. Depression, post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and substance abuse. Most people can't see it right away. But family see it, children see it, friends see it. So we're just trying to help people win that battle within. Next, we look at the three interrelated post-trauma impacts that Avalon offers programs for. First, traumatic brain injury, which Dr. Kelly tells us is a three-day-long team approach to evaluating the underlying problems causing the symptoms and the behavior changes of a given individual. Uncovering in great detail from an expert team dedicated just to doing this for each of those patients individually exploring a variety of treatment methods. Physical therapy, cognitive therapy, sleep enhancement, pain relief. So a whole variety of approaches are taken to determine what are the underlying problems that can be addressed. Leading to a very personalized treatment plan. And if in fact we think that our methodology might be useful to them, they are invited back for a three-week treatment program that actually then incorporates all of those approaches into that individual's treatment as a separate person and also in group sessions. And in that three-week treatment program... These individuals that come live together in a location where the idea of living together, hanging in there together, discussing what it is they've experienced for a three-week treatment program, that by itself has a bonding experience and a peer support that's built into the methodology, if you will. Helping veterans and first responders to regain control of their well-being. They can address problems themselves, tell us what the obstacles are in their path, and then we figure out what are the underlying medical and psychological causes and put that all together for them in a one-month span of time. Second, Joe Brennan tells us Avalon's Programming for Depression and Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, or PTSD. We partnered with an organization called Boulder Crest. They came out with a program called Warrior Path. Warrior Path is a seven-day intensive treatment done by peers, so it's run by other service members or other first responders, and they go through this intensive week, and they stay in touch with their group. We hear from people that have gone through the program. You know, six years later, they're still in a text exchange with their cohort of six to eight people, so it's been wildly successful. And third, substance abuse. We have Warrior's Heart, their inpatient treatment. We also have outpatient treatment, and we're always looking for good partners where we can send people. It's a very challenging thing to address and have success with, and we found these partners that we think very highly of and have no trouble sending people there for treatment. Being a single point of contact for services, yet a highly collaborative resource, makes Avalon Action Alliance different. The one source that helped with those three main causes of the invisible wounds, right? We treat TBI more detailed than anyone else. Boulder Crest and Warrior Path is different than traditional mental health for people where it doesn't work or want to try something different. On the substance abuse side, you know, we really search out partners and try and make sure they're the right people. Those are three things that we don't see anyone else focused on as much as we are.
there's no wrong door to this organization. Any point of contact leads to a determination of where might we best have that individual's needs addressed because of the reach that this organization now has around the country. So every door opens into a system that will then find the right places of care. The variety of methods utilized in their restorative treatment programs also make Avalon different. It's a medical-based system of care applying Western approaches plus some Eastern approaches to concussion care or more severe brain injury care using mindfulness training, acupuncture, yoga. So there are a variety of methods and applications not typical of what you'd go to a doctor for. You have your neurologist, you'll have a pharmacist, you'll have occupational therapy, you'll have physical therapy, but you also have art therapy, equine therapy. And oftentimes we've heard, you know, the first time I walked into an art therapy room, I was so worried they were going to ask me to draw or paint something. But then they get in there and it's oftentimes ranked as one of the top things they've done in their three weeks. In selecting partners to carry out the mission, Avalon recently gave a significant gift to the Medical College of Wisconsin. How did this come about? Bernie Marcus sent a troop of us to determine what locations were already doing best-in-class traumatic brain injury research and treatment. And the Medical College of Wisconsin was on that list. Medical College of Wisconsin was an easy pick. Number one location geographically, we needed a Midwest center because we're trying to cover specifically where there's a large veteran population. When we visited just the support from the president to the dean, Shaker Kerpod and Mike McRae, internationally known neurologists, they really are taking all the right steps to be successful. So it was an easy decision, like I said, from our point of view. The system that Dr. Mike McRae has created and his collaborative efforts with other organizations on traumatic brain injury research has been leading the nation in many ways. So it was just a matter of time and readiness to select Medical College of Wisconsin to join this network around the country performing this kind of service. Dr. McRae says the impact this philanthropic gift has on MCW is enormous. Put simply, a program like this does not exist here or anywhere without major philanthropic support from Mr. Marcus, Mr. Blank, Mr. Sinise, and other generous donors like them. They really step up and make amazing things happen on an everyday basis. And that really is the signature of the Marcus Institute for Brain Health and the Avalon Action Alliance. While humbled by their selection, Dr. McRae believes they made the right decision in choosing to partner with MCW. For us to be selected, as the next site and only site in the Midwest to join the Avalon Action Alliance is a credit to our institution here at Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin, to our partners here at the VA Medical Center in Milwaukee, and to our community. The Avalon Action Alliance and the Marcus Institute were very complimentary. It resonated with them very clearly and very immediately. We were a near-perfect match for their mission. That's something that we're really very proud of. Dr. McRae describes Dr. James Kelly as a longtime mentor and friend. If there's a single individual who I owe the most debt to in terms of introducing me to this specialty of neurotrauma and traumatic brain injury, it's Dr. Kelly. I attended one of his lectures, we talked afterwards, and from that day forward, he took me under his wing. And in doing so, the two of them have amassed a mountain of impactful research over the years. The 
commonly used test worldwide to evaluate concussion in sport and then was translated to military settings. Dr. Kelly and I developed that instrument together the day after we met, and we quite literally crafted this tool on a napkin over a lunch in the hospital cafeteria. A terrific mentor for me, more importantly, just a dear friend at the same time. Meanwhile, Dr. Kelly says Dr. McRae and MCW are uniquely qualified to partner with Avalon Action Alliance. There's no question of that. As we're building this alliance into what should be a research-driven organization more so than only clinical care, that's where Dr. McRae and the infrastructure already there at MCW, they're uniquely positioned to be able to contribute and hit the ground running. Next, Dr. McRae shares details on the BRAVE program at MCW, beginning with its specific goal. To reach as many veterans and first responders in need as we possibly can. And that's not restricted to just local individuals here in the Milwaukee area. Now, this program will be open to individuals across the country and really across the world who qualify. An element that sets the BRAVE program apart will be the combination of comprehensive evaluation and intensive treatment. Individuals who are eligible for evaluation will come here and undergo a two to three day evaluation that will involve medical evaluation, various rehabilitative therapy evaluations, advanced diagnostic studies. All in developing a plan that meets the needs of an individual veteran or first responder where they are. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution, certainly not in the age of precision medicine and individualized care. Once an individual's plan is developed, we then invite these individuals to come for a three-week intensive therapy and treatment program. So they essentially receive 120 hours of intensive therapy that would otherwise be spread out over the course of many, many years in your conventional outpatient setting. After which he anticipates many positive outcomes. That puts these veterans and first responders quickly back into a place where they can mobilize to help themselves and start to assimilate back into their best selves within their family, within their community. Initially, the BRAVE program will offer its services at a Medical College of Wisconsin Freighter Clinic, the Greenfield Highlands. We're pretty delighted with our first home for the program, and you need quality space for a quality program. As far as when BRAVE launches... The program will be officially launched July 1. We will be ramping up over the summer, and we anticipate that we'll be offering clinical services in the fall of 2023. Once those services do begin... It is a privilege for us to serve those who have served. Our military service veterans and first responders are affected by traumatic brain injury every year. We want to give them access to world-class care and we'll give everything we have to be big and bold and great. The future for Avalon Action Alliance and Brave is bright. Avalon CEO Joe Brennan. There's no real standard of care for TBI treatment. So we look to do a study to develop a standard of care, not just for veterans and first responders, but also for anyone to receive excellent treatment. That's what we're working on. Medical College of Wisconsin and Mike McRae will really help accelerate what we can do on the TBI side. So we're ready to go. Just how important is the mission of Avalon Action Alliance and MCW's new BRAVE program? Dr. James Kelly. This is a very important mission. This is 
something that has happened not because our healthcare system is built to do this. It's because of very patriotic donors. The idea here is to change the world, change the way TBI care is done, which sounds daunting and amazing all at the same time. And thankfully, it's working. This is not a nihilistic message. Gee, you just had a bad injury happen to you and there's nothing we can do about it. That's not true. We now know how to address these very issues and it does provide hope again for the future. We often hear veterans and first responders say someone deserves this more than me. And we say, no, they don't. This is why we created it. We're here for you. We want to hear your story. We want to restore you. We're here for you. And on that reassuring note, we've reached the end for this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. As always, thanks to all of our guests for appearing on today's show. Dr. Michael McRae, Mr. Joe Brennan, and Dr. James Kelly. I hope you've discovered something by listening to today's show. And I'm doubly hopeful that you'll join us again next time. CTSI Discovery Radio airs the third Friday of every month. Make an appointment on your calendar and join us for each episode. On behalf of the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin and all of our affiliate partners and members, I'm Brian Belmer, wishing you happier, healthier days ahead. For more information about research or to listen to the podcast of this or any of our shows on demand, please visit our website at ctsi.mcw.edu. CTSI Discovery Radio is written, produced, and hosted by Brian Belmer in collaboration with WMSE Radio. The CTSI and this program are under the direction of Dr. Reza Shakir.